Hey everyone, Michael Anthony here. Van Halen, Chickenfoot, Sammy in the Circle. But anyway, you're listening to the only podcast that is dedicated to breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time. And the podcast will rock. Ow! Hello, baby! What is up, all you rockers, rockets, and everything in between? Thank you so much for joining us for a new edition of And the Podcast Will Rock. Welcome back, everybody. If it's your first time here, welcome. And we are the show that dives into the catalog and discography of one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time, Van Halen. And we do it one track at a time. I am your co-host, Mark Kamire. With me, as always, Corey Morris said, Corey, how's the weather? Cold, cold, <laughs> snowy. Uh, you'll have to forget. And I just survived a two hour uh, podcast with Chaz Charles. So Ooh, all my immaterial yeah. went on that show. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're getting the leftovers here tonight. I really need a good wheel spin tonight here. I, I also need a, a, a good friend. I, I knew I was doing the whole rush rash thing uh, with, with, with Chaz, our good buddy, uh, earlier tonight. And I knew that was going to be like a two hour marathon. Uh, so I, I said, geez, I need a ringer. We, we need to bring somebody in here. And Mark Meyer, why don't you introduce our special guest here tonight? Well, it's always good to have uh, nice friends uh, join you for a conversation of a band that you like. And uh, there's no one better because this, this is one of our uh, one of our early sort of uh, uh, camaraderie, you know, friend making in this process of joining the podcasting network and starting this journey. And uh, you know him, you love him from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. Please welcome back to the show, Sean McGinnity. After all this time, welcome, my dude. It's been a while. It's been a little while. With, uh, with, just, with just us, it's been a while. Yeah. 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 Now, how's everybody doing out there? Is it cold in Manitoba? <laughs> <laughs> is it as cold in Manitoba as it is in Saskatchewan? Uh, we had a break today. It, it started to warm up a little bit. Some of the snow is actually melting a little bit, so we're getting oh, nice. a little better. But it was cold on Halloween. Very cold on Halloween. The kids, like, I don't know. The kids didn't feel the cold, but I did. <laughs> it we're... probably, it, it finally, uh, October decided to show its head uh over here uh right at the last minute literally the last day because yes we too had a cold halloween but, but i won't compare the temperatures because i'm sure what we are feeling right now is probably a springtime uh for you uh northerners so so I won't even go there no snow but still quite frosty quite cold uh i'm not a fan but it's October and now it's November. So I hope you all had a wonderful Halloween, uh, a, a blessed Samhain to you all. Uh, but now it's time to get into what you really came here for. And you came here for some Van Halen talk. Not only that, you came here for some Van Halen news. If such Van Halen news exists, Corey Morissette, what say you? What say the Van Halen news desk, boys? Well, I tell you, we've been uh, perusing the Van Halen News Desk as we do every week. We uh, suggest everybody go check them out, www.vhnd.com. Get all your Van Halen news, uh, including some articles written by our good friend, Eric Sinich, and he posted one the other day, uh, a little uh, a snippet of an interview with uh, Sammy Hagar. And he was just kind of talking about the uh, work hard, play hard Van Halen years. And uh, 
There was an interview he was doing with Fox News Digital, but uh, Eric clipped out a few of the of the highlights where Sammy was kind of talking bittersweetly about, you know, how great 5150 OU812 was. For Unlawful, it was a little different time for him because he was going through that divorce and his uh, ex-wife had a little bit of a breakdown and stuff. Uh, then he gets into like the balance years and how things were kind of unpleasant, but he was just kind of wistfully speaking about all the good times he had with the Van Halen boys back in the day. And unfortunately, uh, he's alluded to a few different times. He doesn't talk to Alex anymore. He's reached out a couple times. Alex hasn't reciprocated. So that relationship isn't around anymore. Uh, I, I think he was able to uh, kind of make peace with that before he passed, which is a good thing. But uh, sure. it was just kind of a sad little interview of, of Sammy just kind of wistfully looking back at, at the, the party days of Van Halen and how much fun they had. So that's on the Van Halen news desk. I said they say uh, that that tends to happen the older you get. And uh, let's, you know, n- remind you that uh, Sammy Hagar is no spring chicken anymore. He d- he still tours like he, he is, but, uh, you know, which that's a credit to him. But he's getting up there in years. Yeah, we all get wistful as we get older. But uh, you're right. That is that's a sad notion that he, he can't get Alex to talk to him. Um, it is it is nice to, to know that uh, or l- at least to hear that he made peace with Eddie. But. You know, what are you going to do? Maybe, maybe a little bit more time needs to pass for him. I don't know how much more time is left, but maybe some time. You know, time heals all wounds eventually. I think he's thinking back to that era because the uh, Collection 2 uh, came out a few weeks back. Uh, all the remastered versions of the uh, Hagar albums on vinyl, CD, and streaming. Uh, I've been listening to them on uh, streaming quite a bit. I haven't got my vinyl copy yet, though. I'm heading up to Saskatoon in 12 days to go see Kiss. And uh, Kevin <laughs> Brown, I think... He's going to take me to his uh, his record store, and hopefully I can get a copy of the collection, too, when I'm up there. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. I've been enjoying the, the remasters quite a bit. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I can't hear a difference. Well, if, you know, really listen. You, there, there, there is a difference. They do sound better. Balance and Foreign Lawful sounded great anyway, so not a ton of difference there. But I noticed the real difference, especially in uh, OU812. That tells me that uh, they either don't have is a very you, good yeah. ear. <laughs> a very good ear at uh, uh listening to the dif- differences or they uh just maybe their sound system sucks you know it's like i don't know it doesn't sound any different on my uh on my stereo I'm like well then get a new stereo or something i was but, listening no, on my phone yeah. it sounded like shit <laughs> exactly like, oh you don't say <laughs> yeah let's do it with headphones on you really hear the difference yeah, there. exactly <laughs> yeah yeah uh what else we got oh there was a big uh, thing with uh the wolfgang van halen he had an interview with yeah, trunk Yes, and he was wondering they, if you're going to get to that. Yeah, Eddie Trunk asked him uh, why a different kind of truth uh, just kind of disappeared from all streaming services. And uh, Wolfie mm. said, uh, yeah, because the contract ran out and uh, there's somebody behind the scenes who's making it difficult to get it back up there because he doesn't like the record. And so Big Eddie guess. said, yeah, uh, uh, Eddie's uh, question was uh, the, if the people who are preventing the album from returning were also involved with the record, which Wolfie <laughs> said, yeah. And then Eddie Trunk said, might that person commonly be known by three initials? And Wolfie said, probably. I mean, yeah, you can put it together. I hate to say it because people think I'm making stuff up. And it's like, man, I'd love to have that record back up there, but he doesn't like it. And he's not working with us to get it back up there. So I hope people who like it have a physical version of it. That's why, look, I, I tell people all the time, especially in the day and age of streaming, not just music, but uh, like films and TV show. And all of a sudden uh, something disappears from your streaming service. And you're like, well, what the hell? That was my my comfort thing. And I always say like that is why you buy physical media, because eventually all Amen. the things you love. Yeah. All the things you love and stream and take for granted, uh, they're going to go away one day. They're going to go away. Yeah. I, uh, I'll never forget the uproar of people, even though they were warned 
that the TV show The Office was leaving Netflix and it was a mainstay and it was probably Netflix's biggest uh, stream was, thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. And yep. and they knew time was running out that Peacock was going to take it away. And but nobody cared. Nobody listened. And then suddenly it was gone. And you could hear the roar of millions of, of unsatisfied customers for about a week straight. Um, and I'll admit I was one of them too. I was like, oh, because I didn't have Peacock at the time. So I was like, son of a bitch. Like, ah, but you know what? Like- if you're a true, <laughs> if you're a true fan of something, mm-hmm. buy the fuck stuff. Yeah, Just you gotta buy, buy it. it. You gotta like even with with um with Todd and I when we put our album out this year, our CD comes with all the tracks. Yeah, you want to listen to it online? Nope, only four four of eleven tracks. So it's like you. The content's always better. There's always more shit on there. It, there's mm-hmm. always you get the, the behind the scenes stuff on Blu-rays and stuff. You don't get yeah. that streaming service. Like, go support the art. Go buy the stuff. Amen, the art, brother. Yeah, and yeah, the, the and, cover uh, and everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, our new patron, Michael Triplett, pointed out, OU812 Remastered is an amazing improvement to a great album, 100%. And you really appreciate it when you listen to it on vinyl. I haven't yet. I'm very much looking forward to, but even just, uh, you know, over the internet, uh, it sounds much, much better. Ryan Powell says, fuck David Lee Roth. Get over yourself and get the music back out there. Absolutely. Because uh, I have the CD of A Different Kind of Truth. I never did get the vinyl. And if you want to buy a vinyl copy now, it's 500 bucks. So I was kind of hoping maybe they would reissue that one too. Now that they've done all the Van Hagar stuff, maybe they'll reissue A Different Kind of Truth. But if Dave doesn't like it and is blocking it from streaming... I doubt we're going to get a vinyl reissue anytime soon, which is really depressing. He doesn't like really enjoy that album. Wait a minute. He doesn't like the album, but Mm -hmm. the last, however many videos he's put out, that's gold. (laughs) The irony should not be lost on anyone. That was a segue for you, Corey. (laughs) I'm I'm bringing it up. Hold on. Don't do it. No, no. (laughs) I want to hear Beautiful Girls or whatever it was that uh, I would much rather hear Beautiful Girls. We got a new one. This is a little bit of the shit that killed Elvis. The new David Lee Ross song they released a while back. John, this is your fault. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Chip lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> Strangely enough, this sounds very reminiscent of Hammerhead Shark. That's the shit that killed Elvis, and it almost killed the chimpanzee. And it almost killed the chimpanzee. There you go. And there's actually uh, John Five, uh, back to the Van Halen news desk, was talking about these David Lee Roth recordings because this was all going to be part of some uh, show he was going to do called Summer Over the Rainbow Bar and Grill. I think I, I gave a little bit uh, of the synopsis of, of what the, the, the show was going to be. You gave the uh, biographical references from song to song, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, here's the quote from David Lee Roth again. It's autobiographic. Summer Over the Rainbow Bar and Grill is the opening theme song, and it's about an Indiana kid who goes to sleep thinking the Wizard of Oz and the characters in his life, the butcher, the baker, and the newspaper guy, pop out of posters and sing him a song called Giddy Up, and he finds his way to all the good things in life having discovered rock in the 60s. And there's a song titled Alligator Pants. Yes, I own a pair. I wore them for the last two tours, and things go horribly left of center wrong. Of course, when you sell your soul to the devil, and one of the tunes is called The Shit That Killed Elvis. So yeah, it's pretty stellar material. End quote. Wow. Is that John Five like- on that track, too? 
Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. Oh, John, really? Oh, come on, dude. Chaz, Chaz loves eh, the song. You know what? And he liked Giddy Up too. So there you go. Honestly, I mean, but like John was uh, John was Manson's boy for a long time. So, I mean, he's used to playing real shit when the money's right. So, you know, good on him because that that guy can wail when you let him. I got a question for Chaz. Is he a fan of Nana Muscuri or Anne Marie? I'm just just trying to feel out the uh, the preferences you like. If you like those last two songs, just just asking. (laughs) I love Josh's comment. Oh, it makes so much more sense now. Eye roll emoji. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. oh. But uh, Again, in this in this interview, John Five talked about how we'd like to rework some of the uh, uh, Fair Warning uh, songs, uh, Fair Warning style. Uh, ah, yeah. Talking to, yeah, he says heavy distorted guitars and riffs and solos and all that cool stuff. Uh, so he's hoping maybe, oh, uh, Chaz says uh, he has an answer. Anne Marie is sweet and tender. Bite me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we talk about Anne on my show all the time. <laughs> we take a lot of shots at Anne in my show. And Anne was just lost a subscriber. Oh, well. <laughs> Going after Anne Murray. Tune in to Sean Geek and Fast Frit Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Anne Murray was was the rival to my mom when my mom was in the scene. They were rivals. Oh, they were oh okay. And There's a reason. Personal. Yeah. This is a personal yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my mom would it. never hey. swear unless you brought up Anne Murray's name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. That's I like awesome. that. I'm gonna have to get the the uh, the saga of your mom and Anne Murray sometime. That oh, awesome. tune in to the podcast. I love. I, I'd love to hear about that. So remember the uh, song well, uh, from South Park, "Blame Canada," and that bitch yeah. Anne Murray too. There and that go. bitch yes. Anne Murray too. Yeah, there That's you go. Great. Uh, well, uh, if there's any anything else on the news desk, or we can uh, move on over to the next segment. Yep, that is pretty much it. Again, check out uh, vhnd.com for all your Van Halen news. All right. All right. Well. Uh, there's an interesting development uh, happening mm. because uh, if we go over to the poll from last week's show, last week's show, we did one I want. Uh, not n- not not the greatest song uh, that we have talked about, but certainly not the worst. Um, it was but it, it doesn't help that uh, it comes from what I think so far is the worst album that we have discussed. And that is the infamous Van Halen three. Uh, one I want was was not the one any of us wanted, as it was a full sweep of it's down votes. Yeah, yeah, of course. But here's the thing, Corey. We always put up a poll to hear from everybody to see how they felt about it. We have, and and there is uh, at the time of this recording right now. But by the time this show comes out, the the voting will be done. But right now, it is a fifty fifty split, and I saw even. That. 50-50 split. Mm. On one hand, I want to be so baffled, but I feel like my hand, my, my, my head would blow up like in that movie Scanners because trying to comprehend that would just, just can't fathom. And I don't want to, I like my head. I don't want to see it blown up. So, uh, and then the other part of me is just kind of going, I, I really just, I'm just so intrigued and so curious to know what everyone's thought process was because I, I, Corey, you and I were not fond of this song whatsoever. Did, is this the kind of voting that you thought was going to happen? Uh, in a way, because we've had one other 50-50 song. Do you remember what it was? It's a Sammy song. I'll give you a hint. Oh, the other 50-50. Uh, don't tell me. It wasn't Up for Breakfast, right? I think that no. was pretty unanimous. Everyone uh, hated it. Up for Breakfast is 19% what dreams are made of, 81%. <laughs> yeah, this dream is over. It is by far the lowest voted one. 
uh, nope. Fair. Uh, but but you're very close in that you have the album right. Wait, what would it be? Oh sh- oh okay. Um, no, oh, just tell me. it was the uh, the other. Oh my god, the other track. There, there was three say, on right? that. Yeah, there was three on that album. Right? Yeah. Learning to see. Oh oh okay. Really? That one's fifty yep. fifty. Huh. Yeah. Ryan Powell got it. Yeah. And uh, the other song on there is called uh, "It's About Time." That was sixty-one point eight percent. What dreams are made of? Thirty-eight point two. The dream is over now. Uh, Ryan Powell is calling some chicanery here because he said earlier there were sixty-one votes and it was fifty point eight. Now there's only sixty votes. Where'd that vote go? Now in America, you guys are known for hanging chads and fixing <laughs> elections, right? So what the fuck's going on? Very true. I don't know about all that. My buddy Elon Chad ain't hanging around at all. <laughs> Elon pulled his vote back. That's that's maybe that's he did. Yeah. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe, maybe Elon's behind all this because you know he knows that I talk shit about him all the time. So maybe he's just like, I'll show that guy and his show. He's also a fan of Van Halen three, uh, for, from what I understand. He he seems like he would be the type, uh, he or he it. would be the type of yeah. He mixed. <laughs> he did. He was like, I wanted to try my hand at production. It's not that hard. Like it sounds like yeah. shit, bro. Um, I'll, I'll go under know. the pseudonym guess, yeah. Mike Post, and but it's really Elon <laughs> Musk. We need Kevin Brown. We need a new short. Elon, Musk, Elon Musk's fault. <laughs> he's just as tasteful as Mike Post. I love that conspiracy. Elon is Mike Post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the whole. But uh, no, I don't know what happened to that other vote. Uh, it's, yeah, just somebody, I guess, re- redacted. It, you know what? I think it's you because. Recall. I don't think I you think can recall it, votes, can't you? Uh, can you not? Oh, well, then I, then I have no explanation as to where know. that vote went, um, unless somebody deleted deleted their twitter or something like that um but look there at the time of this recording there's there's still one day left so it could it could sway a different way at this point but as of right now it's a 50 50 split i'll even uh you know what i'll even let me refresh the twitter accounts i'm going to uh, go vote right now perfect (laughs) (laughs) you go it's really nope still 50 50 but anyway well let's uh so while while we get uh a better result on that let's go in and uh check out the tweets from our patrons uh if you guys want your tweet guaranteed right on the show as we say every week join the patreon guarantee you there's a tier for you oh boy and maybe we can make a tier where if you pay a certain amount of money you can force me to listen to this song on a loop sorry and i'll do it um but i just thought we needed some music underneath (laughs) well if you're gonna play music play something else but uh you know what we're gonna go to uh uh, we're going to go to someone who kind of did, if, if I'm not mistaken, kind of their own version of a uh, mini-festo. And uh, that would be uh, you, Sean. I'm going to read, read your tweets out here because you, you had uh, a doozy. I had a lot to say. So, you did have a lot to say. And what you said was, I have tried and tried to like Gary and Van Halen over and over again. I watched tons <laughs> of concert footage, trying to reason with the whole thing that maybe it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. But I have this to say. Gary did not have the pool in the band to do anything, while Dave and Sammy both ended up being the bullshit detectors of their eras of the band, and honestly, Wolfgang afterwards. Gary would never have had the opportunity to say, this doesn't work. This works. Let's cut that. Let's rework that. His say would have been minimal at best. And we know that Mike never had any say. But what if Wolfgang had been there? He was able to control the egos in the room. He would have worked very well with Gary. A different kind of truth worked more or less. Um, well, not if you ask Dave. 
Uh, and all because of Woofy. We know that Gary works w- very well with brilliant people when they are focused, uh, focused ones like Nuno and uh, not all over the place like Eddie was last time. Gary and Wolf would have energized the band and worked the kinks and the performances. So I'm assuming, Sean, you gave this thing a big whopping downvote. Yeah. Yep, definitely. And Anne Murray fronted Van Halen. <laughs> Fuck off, man. <laughs> I was I was told that um, Eddie was really wanted to um, have my wonderful pipes to sing in my in my uh, maritimer uh, voice and um, that's all I got. <laughs> I thought you were doing a Michael Jackson impression for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> like, oh. And Marie and Michael Jackson very like, close together. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly. So I like it. I'm into it. Um, yeah, there you go. That's better. Ryan Powell, our buddy Ryan, says there. This is there's a lot of untapped potential on this one, and some of the aspects that hold it back have been addressed on the podcast. Still, there is a lot to enjoy here too. The staccato opening riff pairs nicely with the vaulting bassline and Al's immaculate as always drums. Uh, the call and response structure of the verses works well. <laughs> Thank you. And while not all of the lines are gems, many are clever and they all serve as, as examples to lead to the theme of the song in the chorus. The guitar breakdown leading into the solo is a subtle showcase in and of itself, mirroring the call and response structure of the verses and the rhythm section just playing grooves throughout the typical or the typically great solo. A nice touch uh are the ending uh, hits where it leaves you guessing which will be the final one. There are 11. <laughs> There's 11 hits before it ends. Uh, made for great ending live, too. And ballsy. How easy would it have been to fall into the hole on that one? So in, on all this, he says that's why uh, it's what dreams are made of for him. So there's part of your upper 50, uh, Ryan Powell. And we kind of figured that based on his, uh, his comments uh, whilst recording the show because he was a lurker because he's a patron hey if you want to lurk you should join our patreon it's that simple and he, and he, he's uh, a great guy and i love that yes he, really he is that yes. song yeah just I love, his commentary is always phenomenal yeah it is yeah i love how he explains it in plain yep. english why he dug it and that's great uh all i uh-huh. can say is it stinks I'm, I'm not for us it didn't for us it didn't work but i love yeah i love that ryan loves it and i love that he had he does he does the thing that we ask him to it's like if we don't agree yeah. with with uh you the listener we want to know why your uh your opinion was opposing like let us in uh ryan never shies away from letting us in and we that's what we appreciate about you so yes keep it uh, up. thank you moving on to scott monroe the solo and the outro save it for me the entire back section is a head banging rock and jam gasm of goodness by the van halen brothers and i don't care about the cheesy lyrics or underwhelming chorus after hearing that hashtag what dreams are made of hashtag no apologies yeah no apologies necessary for you scott no and um, i love so that's, that uh, uh, there you go you know, uh i think i mentioned i don't mind cheesy lyrics either until they sure. take me out of the song for me to need to make fun of them and that's what happened i agree here. yeah yeah i agree like, I, we listen to songs with cheesy lyrics all the time and if they kind of if they kind of fit you can kind of roll along with them uh you yeah. know th- this one just kind of pulled me out a little bit so i mentioned uh on the show that uh jump has some of the cheesiest lyrics that yeah. they've ever done oh, and yet it's lyrics. jump yeah it's horrible lyrics but it's jump the song i mean it's the most popular van halen song ever so it's just like it, it it can work. The cheesy lyrics can work as long as the music and the vibe all fit together. Uh, for us, uh, one I want does not fall into that category. But that's just us. For Scott and Ryan, though, they, they they're into it. So 
moving Chaz on. Chaz has Davey, a different opinion if you want to read oh, Chaz's opinion here. Yeah. Uh, Chaz says, my opinion, once I cleared the vomit from my mouth, I had to change my shorts. Fuck this song. <laughs> so he, he vomited and he shit at the same time. There's actually a <laughs> clinical term for that, but uh, I'm not looking it up. Anyway, thank you. Uh, D- Davy Lee Smith says, "Song is a complete shit show. The dream is over, but the episode itself is what dreams are made of." Since Matt was oh. ripping this tune a new one, and all of you guys tearing apart the questionable lyrics was absolute aces. I couldn't stop laughing while all that was going down. Well, if nothing else, I've always maintained that uh, Corey and I, whilst we are not experts on the band and we're not rock historians whatsoever. We know a few things about music here and there, but we're not experts. At the very least, our show will be entertaining, uh, even when we really don't like a song that we're listening to. Uh, I maintain that uh, we may not know all the information, but we'll entertain you as if we do. So that's uh, Tom said, Tom Armbruster says, okay, if the production was up to snuff, better sound on the instruments, vocal level set appropriately, would that make a difference in the quality of the song? No. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> I, I would say slight. Uh, I would enjoy it maybe a bit more, but to me, it just, the lyrics pull me out so hard. Like, they're so if, dumb. If, and yeah. if Gary could at least, like, be Gary and not, like, be Dave right? slash Sammy, because yeah. he yeah. pushed himself way too hard yeah. on there. It's, and he, he's, you can hear him just cresting all the time, vocally. Oh, just yeah. horrible. It's a good question, though. Chad says, that. Tom, no. And then, uh, Michael, <laughs> if the vocals are an extension of the music, it's a winner. If they don't, the song stinks. Absolutely correct. Could not it's, agree. It's funny, it's funny you bring that up, Sean. There was somebody else uh, who had tweeted before, uh, kind of went on a whole tirade about how we need to give Gary a break because we're just laying into him on this episode. And it's, it's like, as if, and he implied that we were blaming Gary that the entire album doesn't work. It's like, no, no, we've never blamed Gary that the album doesn't work. We blamed no, everybody all. that the t- the album doesn't work. We're I now blamed... blaming Elon Musk. Yeah, now, and now we're blaming Elon yes. Musk, which I'm I'm leaning more into or, that's or factual, Mike but uh, <laughs> quote unquote yeah. Mike Post. We know who you are. Uh, Elon, you Post. don't fool us. We're we're done with the the game is over. Uh, no, we've always maintained that Gary's doing his best, but even so. Gary is not uh, uh, beyond some of the faults. Like he wrote the lyrics, so that's on him. Yeah. Uh, he decided to choose to do his vocals the way he did. So that's on him and that's on the producer for not going like, maybe don't do it that way. Um, and it's also on, on really, it's on the Van Halen uh, brothers for not going like, hey, no, we don't like that. Do something else. Be you. Uh, I don't think anyone, I don't think anyone told him, hey, Gary, be you. Sing it yeah. like you. Oh, I'm sure of that. So, you know, and because every it, time it, I'm in the studio, yeah. every time I'm in the studio, someone's always giving me shit for my vocals. Don't sure. do that. Stop doing that. Hold back. Do this. But that's it's all that give and take, all that that tugging back and forth that gets the best vocal performance. Nobody yeah. did that with him. I think he's like, uh, is this OK? Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. I'm just worried about my guitar part. Yeah, you know, that's, like, that's, yeah, that's what it was. Like, there was no, it didn't seem like it was a collaboration whatsoever. So, uh, that has been, that has always been our issue with this album. And we've maintained that. So, to, and, you know, yeah. maybe that's why I think somebody, either Ryan or Scott, pointed out it was a better live song. And maybe it is because mm-hmm. maybe you have yeah. Gary singing it like Gary. It probably is a lot better. It doesn't help the right. lyrics at all. But uh, I imagine it would <laughs> sound better. Probably so. But, 
you know, alas, we will never know. Moving on, Jeff Brewer says, Gary's wordplay is okay. He does this kind of corny but clever stuff with extreme, but it usually works there. Not here. The, the verses have no relation to the bridge, chorus sections. Uh, can't stand the background vocals, nor the chorus. Still an upvote. Not sure why. Maybe ask Ryan. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Ah, see? <laughs> <laughs> the 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 overwhelming goodness of of Ryan's positivity swayed it's, Jeff it's rubbing Brewer. off. He yeah, didn't, he didn't even want to. He said, "No, nope. I don't want to upvote this, but I I can't not because <laughs> because of oh. Ryan." So Jazz Charles says Anne Marie would have taken it to another place. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> He's not going to let that go. Snowbird, the entire show. <laughs> Just a torment. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, our buddy Kevin Brown says <laughs> it's probably my favorite opener. Utter dog shit. But just pretend like it's a Brit saying it. Uh, utter dog shit. Half ass verses. A chorus that doesn't fit at all. The solo is great. It's a killer bass line. And Al is crushing it. But then you have Gary mixed like fucking Bane. Jesus. The production <laughs> on this album is grade school level. <laughs> the stream is over. The song can... I I I don't know what hashtag GFI is like. I'm guessing get go fuck itself. Go fuck fuck itself. Yeah, can go fuck itself. Okay, Kevin Brown Uh, is a uh, card carrying member of the Church of Go Fuck Yourself. So that would be that hashtag. That would that would totally. Uh, Yeah, love it. But uh, yeah, no, got a uh, a great chuckle from that. So thank you. I'm curious. Is Kevin lurking in here? No, he's editing a podcast. Editing. He's you know like (laughs) because I'm curious. Was this song worse than November Rain? Because he oh, that's a good question. November Ooh, that is a good question. Yes, you should, good uh, question. How about the uh, Corey? Won't you like uh, off off screen uh, send Kev a message <laughs> and he can answer I'm anytime? Like, hey, just random question, real quick. We want to know, uh, and we'll we'll uh, we'll check back in later about that. Moving on, Greg Zito says everything on Diver Down is better than this one. The vocals and lyrics cannot be saved by the solo. Hashtag the dream is over. And that's a reference because uh, the aforementioned uh, tweet about the guy implying that all we do is shit on Gary all the time. And uh, he was, uh, the, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. There was no, another was person from last week. Yeah, it was, yes. uh, it was who said that uh, Diver Down is easily the worst. Van Halen 3, it, one song is better than every, anything on Diver Down, which we fundamentally disagreed with. Mm. So... And uh, that is what Greg is uh, replying to here. And I think that'll do it for our patron tweets. So not a lot to say about this one other than the ones that did upvoted did explain why, which is great. And we thank you guys so much for doing that. And then, of course, uh, everyone else who were like minded as we were last week said, like, nope, not for me. Move on next. So. Uh, Scott, Scott says, has a good uh, comment. Yeah, read that one. Yeah, the harder Van Halen three tracks, uh, the ones they thought were more in the strike zone are where Gary sounds most strained. Gary sounds his most comfortable to me on the outliers like Year to the Day. I agree. Um, That's a good. Point. It's a, it yep. is a good point. There are moments where Gary is doing his own thing, and while it does sound better, there's just I think it's just because the overall vibe of of the album just doesn't mesh with me or at least it hasn't so far with like i've liked i think two songs so far on this album um we only have uh, i think one left i don't i don't foresee me really being into that one but who knows who knows it's all in good time you upvoted uh without you as as did i which is the current leader Mm -hmm. at 70 percent what dreams are made of in year to the day we both uploaded. It's at 
58%. It's in second. And I have an answer from Kevin Brown. He says the worst song is November Rain in a Landslide. Ooh, well, there you go, Scott, or Sean, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, he's... Uh, That's an upcoming yeah, topic yeah. on our show because my brother loves <laughs> that song. Oh, really? Oh, that'll be... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. I always feel like Ooh. having Kevin around for that one specifically. Oh, you have to now. <laughs> or, or, yeah, or you absolutely have to. <laughs> it's hard to hold a candle in the cold November. Tune in to uh, Sean, Geek, Sean Geek and Fast Fred podcast to, uh, for that one, for that upcoming You guys want to hear that? If you guys want to hear that, we'll, we'll do it. I'm sure Kevin has lots of time to be on 10 other podcasts. So yep. look, if Corey can do it, Kevin can do it. So, so if, if Corey is Galactus, does that make Kevin Brown like Silver Surfer or? I was going to, I was Ooh. thinking more like Terex, but yeah, Silver Surfer, one of the heralds. You guys got to keep in mind, Chaz Charles is catching me here because he has, he did regarding oh, that Lulu, that's wrapped up. Yeah. He's doing Rush Rash, which I was just on, had a great time. And he's doing uh, regarding Roger right now, uh, Roger Waters. So he's, Roger he's catching up. Oh, I thought no, Roger. Is, it's not Chaz Roger Moore. Is like the uh, if, if if he's a herald, he's probably like the uh, the cosmic ghost rider that Frank Castle becomes oh, when he becomes the uh, the herald of, of like Galactus, like yeah, just because of the insanity and the chaos. And uh, there you go. So, yeah, Tom knows. <laughs> Tom knows Tara. about Terax. Is awesome. <laughs> he's one of my faves. Look, Roger Ebert that he's or Egbert. Yeah, Chaz Egbert, says Roger, Roger Egbert. Egbert. <laughs> I've never heard of Roger Egbert, but I can't wait for that one. Was he another Herald, Roger Ebert, Egbert? I don't Roger know. Egbert. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, maybe another Herald. Maybe he, he is now. Fun. There it is. There were several. So uh, who, whoever wants to be whomever, movie. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but there you have it, you guys. Uh, and one more time, if you want your tweets guaranteed read on the show, letting us know how you felt about that particular track we covered, join the Patreon. It's that simple. We've got a tier for you. I guarantee it. And if we don't, let us know. We'll make it. Damn right. Very well, then, gentlemen, I think it's time. It's time to do uh, the second favorite thing we love to do. The first is to spin the wheel. But before that, Grab your drinks. Say it with me, everyone. Manifestations. Manifestations. There, the, the voice of God just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> God's not that? even here. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, that was the voice of God. That was a different one. <laughs> that was uh, like Lilith or something. Anyway, uh, but uh, we have uh, some manifestations in the Fraser? Discord. <laughs> No, not that one. Ne- never that one. That's what I thought. There's a voice of God, too. Yeah, Sean and I are on the same uh, wavelength there. That's what I thought. I think so. I think so. L- Lilith or BB, which one's worse? I don't know. Which one's more terrifying? Uh, let's see. Going over to our Discord, and uh, if you're on the Patreon, you can be on the Discord as well. Join the conversation. It never stops. Scott Monroe, uh, to the surprise of no one, uh, is manifesting uh, or he's manifesting uh, Josephina, which I do believe is the last track in Van Halen three. I it think is. Scott is just trying to pull the bandaid off for us and just let just get it over with, get he it done, get that. the album. No, he, he does yeah, change, maybe, or maybe I, maybe he uh, just really wants to hear it. I don't know. Well, I tell you what, I, I mentioned in the in the Patreon uh, today that I was a little under the weather today. Uh, I actually oh, took yeah. most of today off sick from work. Rested up so I could knock off three hours of podcast here tonight. And uh, we have the best patrons. Like, we really do. All these yes, guys are do. fantastic. And, and Scott uh, changed his vote. He said, actually, I feel bad making that manifestation after learning that Corey is sick. Instead, I manifest somebody get me a doctor. 
which is phenomenal. <laughs> I would love to hear somebody get me a doctor here tonight. And actually, uh, Jeff Brewer, the same. Jeff Brewer, yeah. yeah he yeah, said, he, he somebody give me a doctor. So that's two. That's two yeah. for you. Uh, Michael, um, who's new to the patron and new to the Discord, wants to your house of pain. That'd be a good one, too. That would knock off 1984. That would set up yeah. our next live show. That's a good one. And Ryan Powell, Thank you, of course. Welcome. Uh, Ryan Powell, uh, thief of joy. Uh, deserves a punch in the dick. Uh, says, uh, I'm sure Corey's all feet up watching TV and needs someplace to feast his eyes. What would snap him out of feeling crappy? Spanked. Then, of course, Chaz again. They just want you to be spanked. That's all. They, they want I guess you to so, be yeah. I, I, I got my spanking done on the rush rash. You get a colonoscopy before you go on that show. It's it's quite good. You have to check that. I love saying things out loud that I know are going to be taken out of context when. Oh, yes. Other Christy's walking through the room. Hear the, uh, can't hear the conversation <laughs> and is not aware that spanked is a Van Halen trap. Yes. So, uh, I don't think she believes you. <laughs> she doesn't. So, she too is going to, uh, by proxy, manifest uh, spanked because uh, Perfect. she. She has to know. She has to figure it. She has to know. She's on this journey with us, too. How is she feeling? We, we talked about this off air. We didn't talk about it on the air, but Christy had a little bit of a, a fall through your roof into the bathroom. Is that what happened? So we have Christy live Hi. here uh, on the show. Let me, I'm trying to get out of the way for you to uh, let the people know how you're feeling after your, uh, after your spill and to uh, give context for what exactly happened. Oh, I guess. You, did you not tell everybody last week? Um, well, I prefer it was a descent from the heavens, not a spill. <laughs> Angels um, fall from the heavens. Good call. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Like um, but now I feel okay. It's just stupid because I broke my ass for an off-on switch on our heating unit. Just... <laughs> You slipped and fell from the attic onto the bathroom. Yeah, so so yeah, like our attic isn't fully finished. Um, it's really stupid that the, at the top of the ladder there's just drywall and not plywood, and you gotta like grab a cross beam and step diagonally to safety. We're gonna take care of that. We're gonna just finish out the attic. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like I slipped and like I thought I was gonna be able to pull myself back up, but then like the whole ceiling just went. So, yeah, but I feel pretty good. Like, oh, that's good. They gave me good medicine. Excellent. Well, uh, just for Christy, I'm hoping we roll Amsterdam here tonight. So, <laughs> I am already quite prepared for Amsterdam. <laughs> you couldn't tell. <laughs> oh, she's ready. That's why she's ready. I thought, yeah. Wham, bam, Amsterdam. Yeah, I thought maybe something was going on there, but. <laughs> Look, man, she at, at this point, she's got the excuse because she fell through the damn ceiling. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Whatever whatever remedy is going to help alleviate uh, said pain <laughs> from falling through the ceiling, uh, you know, she's earned it. I don't know what, what I want to hear more now, Amsterdam or black and blue, I think fits kind of as well. So. <laughs> oh, I mean. Man, if y'all get that, that's, oh. There you go. So. <laughs> The uh, proxy manifestation, uh, black and blue, spanked, yep. or uh, Amsterdam. Uh, either one of those, and we'll get another guest. <laughs> Perfect. How about you, uh, Sean? What do you want to hear tonight? I really want to hear Big Bad Bill is Sweet William now. I want to hear right. some Jan Van Halen. That's what nice. I want to hear. I want to hear some Jan Van Halen. We've heard Wolfie. We've heard Eddie. We've heard Alex. 
Yeah. I want to hear Jen. Some Jen. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Not mad at that. How about you, uh, Mr. Kamire? Oh, I mean, because because it was such a, a strange and weird couple of weeks, um, it's uh it's it's broken my heart a little bit. So I have to manifest uh, a a heartwarming uh Van Halen track. And what better one than when it's love? Because oh, that's uh, yeah. a very very nice little uh, Sammy ballad, and I feel like uh, we're, we've got a lot of Sammy left to cover, um, and I just feel like we need uh, a really good rock and Sammy track, and uh, I just, I, I have a lot to say about When It's Love, so that's what I will be manifesting. How about Perfect. yourself, sir? Well, I, uh, Amsterdam or black and blue. I'm going to stick with. Oh, that's right. That's right. (laughs) But I I won't be mad at somebody to get me a doctor either. Cause that fits for Christie as well. But Ryan asks, so the, uh, doing it in black and blue is flipping the switch on the heater. (laughs) Context here. The upstairs, there's two units, uh, for the heater, uh, the, for the downstairs and the upstairs upstairs, the heater is in the attic. Uh, we had to have it recently replaced because the heater that was in there was old and didn't work anymore. So we got a new heater. Cool. We flipped on the heat for the first time the other day, because as I mentioned, it's finally got cold. Uh, The heat did not come on. So she went to go inspect it, had the accident. I recently went up there trying to figure out what was the problem. Well, the problem was there was an on-off switch inside the panel of the heater, and it was flipped to off. So I flipped it on. So she fell through the ceiling for an on-off switch. Um. (laughs) which we didn't know that at the time we discovered that. No, I, you know, as soon as I flipped it on, the heat's like, oh, we work. So there you go. There's the context. I had no <laughs> idea you're a handyman, Mark. Yeah. You know, in the words of uh, Canadian legend, uh, Red Green, <laughs> if the women don't find you handsome, they should at least find you handy. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm handy for other other good purposes, but... Uh, handyman around, oh, yeah, let's yeah. not go there. Yeah. <laughs> let's keep this PG, but, uh, shall we? never no. this show this <laughs> we got 26 songs left no hey be careful that's the shit that killed elvis <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was a monkey or some chimpanzees or it almost killed the chimpanzee almost <laughs> oh it almost <laughs> almost yeah, he, it. he survived so that's yeah. that's right jesus <laughs> hey look at this it's the wheel since there are three of us on the panel and uh we've got a few lurkers how many we got in lurking in the chat right now six right now so you want to do nine primes? Let's do nine, sure. Let's go to the shuffle. Nine one, times. Eight, nine times. All right, you go. boys ready to go? Oh, always. All right, let's do it. Here we go! Oh, it's almost, almost Amsterdam. Oh, Instead, it so close. it's... The second time we've spun Can't Stop Loving You from Balance. You wanted a ballad, a Sammy ballad. You got that, yeah, Mark. That's as that is true. As it's yeah. pretty much so. I was laughing at the, you just reminded me. I said, oh, this is the second time we spun it. Uh, the first one, uh, we pulled a mulligan the first time we spun it. You uh, used your mulligan for, for I did. Uh, yeah, Greg DePasquale. Who on the first show he was on, we spun How Many Say I, which he said was his most hated Van Halen song ever. Uh, and so he comes on again. We thought we have to make it good for Greg because we'll bring him back. We'll spin something better. We're bound to, right? We spin his second most hated Van Halen song of all time, Can't Stop Loving You. Like so he Mark, shot. 
He did in the wrong <laughs> he way. He did. Yeah. In the wrong way. As long as it's not can't stop loving you, I'll be happy. And then we spun it. So Mark uh, okay. nicely used his mulligan to to respin for him. He got a better song. I don't remember offhand what it was, but uh, can't stop loving you has been on the wheel ever since, and now it's coming off. Here's a a big hit off of Balance. Hey, how many go we got left on Balance? Oh, balance is the, the, most of the album, balance, right? Yeah, yeah we the, haven't done uh, a ton off Balance. No, we have one, two, three, four songs left off balance. All right. So, again, yeah. like I said, uh, plenty of Sammy left to go around uh, for these last uh, for the last uh, go of the wheel. So don't uh, don't you worry. We'll we'll get to plenty of plenty more Sammy. And uh, to all the Sammy haters out there, is like, well, uh, I don't know. You can keep listening, and just uh, maybe you'll change your mind, or uh, you can keep listening and then tell us like, yo, you see, the shock sucks. So we told you that are like, okay. But uh, until that time. It is, uh, it is a Sammy yeah, free those people we still got the Sammy Hager podcast. Probably so. And they, I mean, I would, I would like to talk to the bogus Otis boys to hear, uh, you know, what kind of feedback they tend to get from their, from their listeners. Um, just in terms, because we know the, the Roth camp is, is such a diehard mess of a group of people. I mean, like we all appreciate the David Lee Roth era, but you don't have to choose one or the other. We can have it all. It's fine. <laughs> Anyway, but that's not what we're discussing. Tonight we discuss Can't Stop Loving You. Uh, without showing your hand, Sean, do you have any uh, little fond memories or little uh, uh, anecdotes about this song before we talk about it? Yeah, well, the, the album in general, in Balance, was one of those albums that I kind of skipped when it came out. I was kind of on my downward spin with Van Halen at that point. Sure. Yeah. And then because uh, I had gotten into like Tool and Pantera and kind of those sorts of things at that time. So I kind of but I came back to it later and uh, kind of had a new appreciation for the album. And I was like, oh, why did I pass up on this? Oh, because I don't know, you know, just change of musical taste. So the album in general is is it, it still feels like a new Van Halen album to me. Mm. Fair so enough. Fair enough. Fresh. Yeah. I get it. How about yourself, Corey? Uh, yeah, Balance was an, an album I listened to a ton uh, before we started doing this show, and it's one I've really started to appreciate uh, more and more as we're kind of going through the uh, track listing because there's been some pretty good stuff. Seven Seal uh, was yep. a real uh, standout for me, 81% uh, voted for uh, What Dreams Are Made Of. Uh, Don't Tell Me is still one of my favorite Sammy Hagar era Van Halen songs. I, I know lyrically it gets Indeed. a little dark, but like, uh, like groove-wise and just uh, m- melody, fucking fantastic big fat money was all right not enough was a good one uh even crossing over which is on the uh, rarities uh vinyl on the new uh collection too that we covered on this show was a real kind of standout uh and it was 77 percent. so uh it turns out to be a pretty popular album and kind of a weird time for van halen because sammy was kind of splitting away from the brothers uh, at, at this mm-hmm. time and he, he talked about this being kind of a, a dark period in van halen history so the fact they got so much good music out of it is really kind of cool and there's really only one song I would even consider downvoting uh, on this record. I'm not going to tell you what it is, though, because it might be this one. So I don't want to tip my hand too much. But... Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Mark? What were your initial impressions of uh, Can't Stop Loving You and the album Balance? The My first uh, impression of, or not impression, but like my first introduction to Can't Stop Loving You was actually not from the Balance album proper. It was from the uh, the infamous Van Halen Volume 1 that uh, that i held so dear because it was a track on there and i remember listening to that going um because i at the time 
foolishly thought I had a good grasp on Sammy era Van Halen. And obviously I didn't because it's like, no, dude, you're missing like big chunks of the time here. There's like songs that you, that uh, uh, don't get a lot of uh, ra- don't get any radio play. So yeah, you're, you're missing so much of it. Volume uh, best of volume one helped me with a lot of those, but then it's the best of, so you're going to get the hits regardless. Um, this one to me didn't feel like a hit. This one kind of, in my young brain at the time thought like, Oh, this must be like a deep, deep cut or something that they just had to throw into the best of because it has such a cult following or some shit. That was my uh, thinking when I was a younger lad, but uh, yeah, so it wasn't, it wasn't until way later when I checked out balance uh, in its proper album release that I was like, Oh, that's where that's the album. This song comes from. So, so I've got uh, yeah, I've got some nostalgic feelings towards it because of that. Perfect. All right. Well, this uh, uh, was a, a charting single uh, for Van Halen back in 1995. It hit uh, number 30 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, number two on the mainstream uh, rock charts. Uh, so what do you say? Let's get into it. This is Can't Stop Loving You from 1995's yeah. Balance. What's I think uh, what drew me to this song originally, my dad is a big fan of the Pretenders. He's always been a fan of that band. Mm. Um, so I, I kind of grew up sort of like listening to a lot of Pretenders because of my dad and uh, and, you know, Van Halen as well. This song always gave me Pretenders vibes with the riffs, the way the riffs are played mm-hmm. and the tone of Eddie's guitar. Um, you know, the song I'm talking about specifically. I, totally. Uh, Don't uh, get me wrong. And st- yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the one. Uh, yeah. And so I always I always kind of had that in my brain when I would listen to this. And it just uh, I, I guess along with the nostalgia and maybe it's even a bigger form of the nostalgia. But I always uh, it kind of made me think of the pretenders, which makes me think of my dad. And it's like, it's like, OK, so there's I guess what's this? There's like a weird sort of comfort in that. But it's also interesting because. I I don't know the date of when that Pretender song came out, but I have to imagine it probably came out uh, before that. this one. I, oh, yeah. I think it, was, it did. That was in the eighties. Eighties, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. So uh, it 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 makes one wonder, and I am not an expert, as I've mentioned earlier, or a rock historian, but I wonder if subconsciously, maybe, did you think uh, you think Eddie listened to Pretenders? Do you think Isn't he Eddie a fan of, of of Chrissy Hind? Probably. Yeah. I mean, who I seem, wouldn't be? I seem to think that. I don't know. And yeah, Chaz, uh, Ed was a fan of Christie. There you go. All right. Well, there you go. So, so it may. So I wonder if, if maybe. Uh, go. We have a rock historian in the chat. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Chaz. Everything I said uh, bad about you earlier, I'm wiping it clean <laughs> right now. Anyway, so I don't know. What do you think? Is there any merit to that? You think maybe uh, Eddie got a little bit of a. Uh, inspiration maybe not even knowing it uh, uh consciously 
from the pretenders i think i think you're i think you're dead on especially when it comes to tone like that tone is not identical but it's very very similar it's very similar and the way he plays it's very similar um it's not a copy obviously but uh yeah just it makes me wonder well, as soon as you said Pretenders, I knew exactly what song you were talking yeah, about. Yeah. Oh, I, to- I yeah, totally see it. Right there. Great comparison. And uh, this one was uh, notable because uh, Bruce Fairbairn asked Eddie to write like a more pop oriented song. And instead of going wow. through his archive of like riffs and stuff, he just wrote new music from scratch and came up with uh, Can't Stop Loving You. So what do you guys think of the guitar, like the the the, the intro um, guitar piece there? I love it, actually. It's really good. Like the the this. The recording quality, like, I I don't know, maybe I didn't notice it before, but okay, thanks, JCM. Yep. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I remember, I, now it's coming back to me. I actually remember watching them play. I can't mm-hmm. remember where it was, but but anyway, but um, what I was going to say was the, the the tone of the guitar, the the way it's recorded, it's, it's really nice. It's not overpowering. It's exactly where it mm-hmm. needs to be. Not too loud, not too quiet. Mm-hmm. The right amount of echo. And even on Sammy's vocal there, it's... His vocal is really good here. He's not over singing like he can do sometimes. He's just powering through. No, he's mm. he, he's taking it right back, but almost pretender style, maybe you know. Hey, even the drums. Uh, we we talked about the Eddie or Alex's snare sound. The, how about that tom roll? Yeah. The the toms mm-hmm. sounded really kind of unique and cool. This is Bruce Fairbairn, and I know I'll get a ton of shit from uh, Chris L from Pot of Thunder. He hates Bruce Fairbairn, uh, yeah. especially what he did for the Kiss album. Uh, Psycho Circus, which I get, that's not a great sounding record, but no. he's done a lot of good work, and I think Balance stands up as as among the best, if not the best, sounding Van Halen album ever. For me, I don't know if it's the best sounding. Uh, for it's up me, there. But, it's uh, up there. It, it, it's de- it's definitely up there. Um, this this particular track, for whatever reason, also has always to me sounded really really crisp. So uh, I don't know if they did something different specifically for this track, or maybe. Uh, that's just the way it came together. I don't know, but yeah, it, it sounds wonderful. I'd be curious to find out how he mic'd uh, Ed's amp. Yeah, because yeah, it just sounds so good. Oh, we we got to give uh, Ryan Powell's son a shout out. He says I have to bounce for a bit to read with my son, which is a great excuse to leave the podcast. Halen. We'll let you go for that. His name is Halen, and he would love a shout out. How's it going, Halen? You've got the best name. Uh, in in name history, I think that is fucking fantastic. And your dad is awesome. Dude. Your dad yes, is, is awesome. Go yeah. give your dad a hug. He's awesome. He's one of our favorite yeah, people. Positive. Yeah. And Chad says best sounding Van Hagar album. There you go. I I kind of go back and forth between this and Four Unlawful. Yeah, I was about to say, like, don't you don't you disregard Four Unlawful? How no, you can't. You can't. That's a great sounding record. But hey, Chaz is calling him out too. Hey, Halen, uh, go enjoy your book. Hopefully, it's a good one. Uh, the guitar, Josh says the guitar, if I remember correctly, has a piezo, or I probably said oh. the wrong pickup on it for this track. So oh. guitar players explain to us layman what that means. Go ahead, Sean. That one's, that's all you. No, no, I'm, um, now, now I want to go back and listen. I, I, I don't know what that would sound like. <laughs> Todd's never had one, so I'm not really sure what that would sound like, but. Tom thinks he should sure, step yeah. down from fuck quality. Todd was here. Todd would just elucidate. And yeah, Todd, Todd would know. But uh, yeah. I don't think Tom is wrong in that assessment. Like a like a mm-hmm. step down. Like not a, not a huge step down, but just like just a slight. Like maybe half a step. There, there's a popier sensibility to this album. I think like yeah. some of the some of the the pop pop tricks 
in the studio. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's Fairburn, right? Like that's what he does. Yeah. Uh, but foreign lawful has a harder edge to it. I, I think I probably prefer for, that one yeah. more just because of that yeah. edge to it. But yeah, didn't, right, he, work, didn't he work with Anne Marie or something? Uh, I don't know. Everybody's <laughs> worked with Anne Marie. Yes, Marie, that's Anne, what Anne, my mom would tell you. She has worked worked <laughs> with everybody. That's how she became hey, famous. Uh, and why? Anne Marie? Became, Whoa! Oh boy! <laughs> it, it's on. She, she's going to be pissed oh, to know man. that Anne Murray sings backup on Can't Stop Loving You. Now I just want to listen to a show where your mom just goes off on Anne Murray for like I think two we should hours. Have mom back on. No kidding. I think, I think you should. Back. Like I'll be, yeah, I'll be, well. I'll be there. Just like yeah, go on, tell us. <laughs> she's only done two appearances, man. So, uh, Chad says production wise, you can hear them all. Fuck is the best record in that era, in my opinion. Ballast is a very big and clean sounding. Yep, that that is very mm-hmm. true. I think Chad is trying to win favor with me again. Like in all the comments lately are just really good. I don't know. Yeah, he, he's taking your side on everything. He's yeah. gonna have to come on the Sean Geek show and talk well, about uh, Anne Murray with your mom. I'm supposed to go on Chaz's Chaz's show, but I I did something stupid uh, today. Uh-oh. I started writing a book today, so I my schedule is <laughs> oh, yeah. not as very you good. do. And he's like, yeah, I started writing a book. He's like, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah uh, i'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I, use I that excuse that. <laughs> yeah i tell you what next time somebody asks me to be on a podcast can't starting a book yeah, can't, starting a book. i'm starting a book yeah, yeah. i mean and, and if you tell them that they would believe it because you're you oh yeah <laughs> and jeff uh, says sound wise balance is the best so there you go yeah fair yeah all right let's keep going Oh, that is how you write a pop chorus, my friends. Yes, uh, it is. Sammy killing it on the high notes on the I Can't Stop yeah. Loving You and Eddie with the oohs. Oh, wonderful. Eddie, wonderful. Eddie, we always talk about Mike's backgrounds here, but Eddie's backgrounds are real nice. Yeah. They're real nice. They, when he when he lets himself show through in that in that yeah. way, yeah, it, yeah, he absolutely does. So just multifaceted uh talented person it's like it's it's almost infuriating <laughs> uh scott says bounce has the best ooh, uh, ooh's without question yeah and you, you hear him on this song and uh tom uh made this point i wanted to make it to the guitar break yes. at the end of the first verse ding, ding, yes ding, ding. Uh-huh. that is fantastic love that shit that gives me uh just the i guess just the way he's uh eddie's playing it uh, gives me vibes from uh uh finish what you start what you start yeah. yes thank you yep, <laughs> yep. That's, that's exactly right you hear it you're hearing it you're with me uh, i reached yeah. over to my drum kit so i could play the song for a second i was like <laughs> nice. here, here. i tell you lyrically uh different meanings on both those songs one's about blue balls it, it, <laughs> one's a nice little love song but <laughs> Look, you see, Sammy's multifaceted. Balls. You know, he's multifaceted. You know, he absolutely, you can't lump him into one category of just like dumb <laughs> shit, like up for it. breakfast. Okay, like he's he is capable of so much more, and we know that. And deep down, you haters know that too. I yeah. tell you, on this on the Sammy Hagar scale of lyrics, this is uh, near the top. Like he, I think, pretty good lyrics in this one. 
for sure uh so far so good yeah simple little love song there's not much to it but that's okay mm -hmm. all right let's keep rocking your place in life you can change your mind we can change the things we say and do anytime Oh, I love that that kind of little like pre-chorus section with the hold on and then I'm mm -hmm. holding on. Yeah. Did you hear all the little things uh Alex was doing there? Constantly. That's the one revelation Jeez. of doing this show is Alex is just throwing I just did uh, the Rush Rash show. I'm going to give another plug to Chaz, but listening to what Neil Peart will what kind of do just out of nowhere. Just mm -hmm. a, you know, a little thing with the symbols, just a little accent here or there that just mm -hmm. elevates the song. Alex has been doing that his whole career, and he does it oh, here yeah. as well too. So like, it's a pretty standard stock song, but he, and... yeah, yeah, just put in a little thing here, yeah, little tom roll, something like that. And now yeah, uh, you want to keep it lively and flourishes too. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, especially in that pre-chorus section, like I can't even uh, because of the uh, effect. I think it's a flange or or whatever the uh, uh, guitar effect he's got going on with the distortion. Um, you can't really hear specific notes he's playing because he's like putting a lot like into just a lot of chords. But uh, I just the way it sounds makes it sound like uh, everything's kind of flowing and moving almost mm -hmm. ethereal like because like, mm -hmm. oh, it's a it's a pretty ethereal power ballad. Uh, so, uh, you know, let's like make it sound that way and uh, not to be outdone or outshined or anything, but uh, that the constant pulse of Mikey's bass line is something i really like because it could get obnoxious but it just fits it's almost like uh it's the heartbeat of the song and uh you know it's a love song so heartbeat that makes sense yep i'm gonna let one of the guitar players read uh, josh's comment so i don't mispronounce that word again go ahead sean to add to my piezo comment the piezo will add a more acoustic sheen to the electric guitar tone oh i see that's that okay that's yeah that makes sense yeah, it, it, I'm yeah, following it, along now. That makes sense. I hear. I yeah. It, he so then by that, from what we're hearing, it's possible. Yes. All right. Right, before we get to the uh, guitar solo, I want you to read uh, Josh's comment. I'm going to cue something up here while you do it, because I got a response from Kevin Brown on something, too. So. <laughs> if I read all the jargon to what a piezo does, it would be as boring as the drum fills on November rain, says Josh. <laughs> That's the comment of the show right there. 
<laughs> there you go. That's uh, you know, you, and you can. Uh, I think Kevin yeah. would understand that, uh, or he would yeah. get the gist of it anyway. So great. There you go. That's a that right. comments especially for you, Kev. Don't you need some time? Uh, I, I, I got this comment here from Kevin Brown. Yeah, he said. Just found a pictorial representation of November rain while looking for something else, and it's a picture of moldy cheese. So moldy cheese, moldy that is, cheese. That's awful. Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> he is. He so, is not. He's like, so you're telling me you don't like the song? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, on the Ultimate Catalog Clash, if I we have a little side bet on who gets to pick the band for the second season. Oh, if I win, I might pick Guns N' Roses now <laughs> so we can talk about User <laughs> Illusion and November Rain. Why would that you may, do that? That uh, may oh. need to happen. But hey, crap you just makes hey, gold, hey, man. Crap makes gold. <laughs> that That is true. You can take a shitty song and make a good show out of a sh- shitty song. You know? 100%. That just doesn't right. sound like a good time, and that's coming from me, who I like. I don't hate November Rain at all. Um, I I don't love it, but it's like it's definitely not. I don't one of their mind best the to first twenty five minutes of November Rain, but the remaining twenty five minutes, it's just it's it gets a little long. much. I agree. Yeah, it with does. You. Yeah, it's like Scott an early says. Genesis uh, song. Yeah, kind of. Scott says Sammy's intonation on surrender. I'm a sucker Amen. for it. Amen, brother. Right there with you, dude. Yeah. Right there yeah. with you. So really understated by both brothers. Like you have Alex mainly playing the cymbals and mm-hmm. his cymbal work is phenomenal. Like yeah, mm-hmm. I saw Sean air drumming to it oh, in a yeah, couple dude. of spots, but even Eddie's guitar solo, very restrained, right? Just, you know, little yeah. accents are dear, 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 dear. Like, you know, it's, it, it's nothing, you know, earth shattering, but it fits the song incredibly well. And so uh, behind you just, uh, Eddie, uh, why don't you, Tone that back. Nobody wants to hear that guitar shit. <laughs> now, Bruce Farber, noted fact. hater of the guitar. Yeah, Eddie, yeah, no yeah. one came here to hear listen to your guitar. Yeah. What are you, Neil Young or something? <laughs> Get back behind the keys. That's where you belong. No. Uh, <laughs> but fun, fun fact, this is, uh, as all your points that you made about the solo, Corey, correct. Uh, it's, it is very subdued. It's kind of... Uh, not as uh, rip roaring as a typical Eddie Van Halen solo. This is one of my favorite of his solos that he's ever done. Uh, and I think it's because it's so different and it, uh, dare I say, subverts the expectation of what you think he's probably going to do uh, when it's solo time. Because, you know, when it's solo time for Eddie, like you, you can almost hear the buildup to the solo. It's almost the main show of why you come to, uh, to a Van Halen performance. So, right. You want to see what Eddie's going to do solo wise. In this one, he's just uh, he's doing the thing that we love to talk about. He when he does really well is he plays a solo that fits the song. And personally, I feel like going in that direction, the direction that they went in the song uh, is the right one. Um, he could have absolutely ripped something crazy and it would have been great. Sure. Would it have felt but would it would it have served the purpose of the uh, the overall vibe of the song? I'm not sure. But I am sure that what he did here, uh, at least to me, uh, is just really, really well done. And I don't know. I just 
I really have a fondness for it. What yep. Corey was saying about the um the um, the the drum stuff there, like I, I was like, oh, oh, what's he doing now? What's he doing now? What's mm-hmm. it like? It was just I didn't know where he was gonna go, and it was just I don't know, it was so good. But it's yeah, really, it, yeah, it's it, Alex is he's very very good about that, and that's one of my favorite things about this show and this journey is my rediscovery of of what Alex is doing. Uh, behind the kit and really appreciating it because beforehand and i've mentioned beforehand i was just kind of like lukewarm on uh mm-hmm. alex van halen's uh, drum work and as a matter of fact kind of grew up with the mentality of sort of the band is great love the band i i think alex is the weak link but of course that's a that's a rookie's mm-hmm. error and that's that's a yeah. that's a huge mistake and of and uh, over the years i've i have obviously uh developed more of a keen ear to drumming and uh, uh i like to think uh, more appreciation but certainly because of the show and the journey and r- really listening to what he's doing it's incredible like he he is absolutely incredible and i love that he's he's not going to keep it boring for you no matter no. what the how the song is going to sound if you hate the song alex is going to at least actually both van halen brothers uh more or less they're going to attempt to make it as entertaining as possible even if it's not your vibe they're going to do something to keep it not boring. Um, it's yeah, rare. It's, it's almost like there's like and Neil, Neil Peart does the same thing where it's like, yeah. okay, you know what? Someone might be listening to the song in the headphones and they're a drummer and they're trying to learn some new skills and some new stuff. And then I, I got to play something interesting to keep that person engaged. Yes. Maybe not the person that just hears the words and the singing, but I got to keep that one person engaged. So I, I can't just play the part I did in seven other songs. I got to I gotta add like little things in there. And, and there's just, oh, it's, it's so good. And for and a drummer, you, you want to, as, as a, for a drummer, you want to keep things fresh because you don't want to play like the same, uh, you know, same beats, you know, four, four time signature for like you know 30 32 bars or whatever and because that just that gets stale and then uh eventually i think it's gonna ruin your your <laughs> your inner tempo that you hold uh, the song together because it's just gonna get boring and flat yeah. and you, you know yeah as a, all great drummers want to freshen it up throw in a little things and then let's be honest show off a little bit yeah, sure. and that's fine. That's you know, show off. You know, if you got the ability, show it off. They look at look at what these two brothers did because they wanted to show off to show like, oh, look, well, listen to this riff. Yeah, but check this fill out. You know, and it's just like, I can see like I can see in the in the jam space, Eddie and Alex, and just kind of going back and forth, and and then Eddie's. I'm 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 sure Eddie's always watching Alex, and Alex is always watching Eddie. They're not looking at their sure. instruments; they're looking at each other. And then I could just see Alex with a little smile going oh, and just. Ding, 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 or whatever and then mm-hmm. Eddie's like oh yeah 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 and then like just try this yeah back and forth like that's honestly like Eddie, when my, bro- when Eddie my brother talk about it in his monitor he only would hear alex he, he tuned yeah. out the bass he tuned out the vocals he was just yep. listening to alex mm-hmm. to, to your point yep. you are correct there yeah yeah now go ahead and finish your uh, point with uh todd there i was just going to say when todd and i play because usually the rhythm section is the drummer and the bass player, but I always played with Todd. Like sure. I didn't really care what the bass player was doing. <laughs> you know, it was just like, oh, what's Todd going to do here? Oh, okay, then I'm going to add my little thing. And like, the music sounds different when it's when it's a push and pull between the the guitar player and the drummer. I think. I don't yeah. know. I kind of like it. I agree. Me, 
Yeah, I agree totally. And as Ryan Powell says, uh, this is one of Al's more interesting performances. So many syncopated flourishes and tasteful space. Uh, he does that a, a ton in these songs, like especially during Eddie's solos. He'll throw, throw in a little thing just uh, that if you're really listening for it, you can appreciate. But normally you just kind of disregard because you're listening to Eddie and his guitar pyrotechnics mm -hmm. at the time. But Right, yeah. All right, embarrassing admission time. When I first oh. heard that song, I always thought he said, Ellen Reddy, what you said was true. And I'm like, "Did uh, is there a, a line in I Am Woman that says can't stop loving you that I'm unaware of? Because I always thought that was Helen Reddy, but he says, hey, Ray. I found out when I got the album and I looked at the liner notes. Oh, it's hey, Ray. Of course, referencing Ray Charles, who had a song, uh, I Can't Stop Loving You. But first time I heard it, I always thought it was Helen Reddy. Wow, I, I didn't that, that... realize that was, I, I thought it was Helen Reddy too. I guess, I <laughs> <laughs> I thought that kind of a weird call out, but it's Sammy Hagar. You never know. Oh, T-shirt, like uh, Tom. Yeah, we need, we need a yeah. Helen Ready. Helen Ready. What you said was true. T-shirt, please, Kevin Brown. <laughs> yeah, make it happen. So, look, if I could tell you how many songs over the years I've misheard lyrically before and have grown up thinking, oh, that, I know what they're saying right here. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but they're saying this only to find out, like, no, you weren't even close. <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us. I will the say, though, as a, as a vocalist, right, Mark? Yeah. Have you ever not had the lyrics right when you did a performance of a cover song? And uh, then realized it later, like, oh, fuck. I mean, I've definitely uh, switched uh, lines from verses before, like, unintentionally. Yeah, like it's like I sang a line and uh, singing the first verse and like and realizing probably midway through like, oh, shit, this belongs in verse two. Not here. Uh oh, oh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. So. But now that I've recognized it, I'll just the line that I missed. I'll just sub in back there, even though it won't rhyme. You know, it won't it won't fit the uh, the the theme of the first because like i got it mixed up i've definitely done that before yeah my mom my mom did it uh she she had a band in the uh i guess it was the 80s or whatever and they used to do hotel california so my mom would sing hotel california and back then you didn't have the internet you couldn't pull the lyrics right so you literally listened to the record and wrote the lyrics down and and then figure them out so um there's a there's a dog on the highway cool wind in my hair was what she sang at so many performances and i'm like did you just <laughs> sing what i thought you sang and then i actually you know I, I i pull i take the hotel california album open it up pull out the you know the lyric sleeve mom yeah it's like right here oh right here my. <laughs> it's like oh my there's no there's no dog at all <laughs> there's no dog at all yeah there was never a dog <laughs> no uh, ryan powell ryan powell is calling out one of the more uh uh, famous misheard lyrics, mm -hmm. excuse me while I kiss this guy uh, from Purple Haze. Uh, Jet Brewer has another one from CCR. There's a bathroom <laughs> on the right. One of my favorite of all time uh, was uh, from the movie uh, Grease. Uh, I got chills, they're multiplying. 
Uh, misheard as I've got shoes. They're made of plywood. I always thought that was a pretty good line. Plywood. Plywood out of plenty wood, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that would have made it so much funnier. Now, I'm just sitting here listening to Sean talk about his mom wondering, I wonder if she ever covered Snowbird by Anne Murray. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You're welcome. Welcome to the, the origin, or the origin yep. episode, episode zero of the Anne Murray podcast. That's the oh, next geez. one. Fuck Anne Murray. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll title the episode. Fuck Anne Murray. There you go. Fuck yeah. Anne Murray. <laughs> won't be shown on any streaming platforms. Never. What say we finish this one out? Yes. Oh, yeah, we're doing Van Halen. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gonna make you, make you, make you more <laughs> Love it. How about uh, uh, Dirty Deeds Dunder Chief? I never heard that Dunder one before. Dunder Chief. Actually, that one that one sounds about right. It does sound right. Josh has we built this city on sausage rolls. Nice. That just sounds like a weird Al song, and I'm here for it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, nothing uh, No, that's Can't Stop Loving You from uh, Balance, the Van Halen Hagar era. I refuse to call it Van Hagar. That's stupid. No, we're not doing that. Uh, there it is. Uh, uh, you know, we, yeah. Ryan says, "Great how Mike resolves mm. that suspension on base at the very end, perfection." Yep. Yes, great point. A lot Good of call. I, yep. again, like I, I love that sort of like a uh, kind of heartbeat, uh, sort of rhythm pattern. That uh, that's what it sounds like, at least to me. That that Mikey's doing, and yes, like right at the end, it's like, okay, we're not flatlining here. We're just we're soaring out into the ether because we will never stop loving you. Uh, it's a very, very cool little, uh, you know, maybe simple pop song, but hey, look, less is more sometimes. <laughs> wrapped up like, yeah, I think that's that right there is that's uh, the, probably the biggest wrapped up like a douche. Yeah. Be. Blinded We're by getting the light. a ton of uh, misheard lyrics. Or, uh, my, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite is uh, See That Girl, Watch Her Scream, Kicking the Dancing Queen from uh, Dancing Queen by Hoppa. Ugh, don't get me started on ABBA. No hey, I was on an ABBA uh, kick today all day long. All day I'm long. I'm sorry. Really? That must have been a awesome. weird day. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Okay. No, dude, it was, it was the album Super Trooper, which the, the production value is very similar to Balance. I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to just do like a deep, a, a serious deep dive on ABBA because I am one of the only people in the world that I have come across that has, everyone seems to love ABBA. And I just go like, I don't, I'm not understanding. What am I missing here? For me, it's that album because the um, that album is actually. Wait a minute, CMPU ABBA. <laughs> oh, it's coming. I'll save the comments for that. There it is. Yes, save it for the for the ABBA show. Sean and I uh, are starting that podcast now. Yeah, here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm in. Corey is just gonna I would cease do it. to be a person. He's just going to be like this collective of like digital space and just like taking would, over. Yeah. Honestly, though, I would listen to an ABBA podcast if it wasn't just fans, but like musicians or songwriters critiquing it and, and looking yeah. at it. Like yeah. it'd be fucking awesome because I don't know. I need I need there, there, more perspectives here. Yeah. 
you know, they're, they're such well-constructed pop songs that it, it's hard to, to knock them for it because they're, they're just created so, so well. I respect I, I them. That's true. Cause like everyone, everyone loves them, but I'm just like, I just don't, I don't love them. So I'm trying to understand what it is about them specifically that everyone is so positive on. I, and I guess, I guess I just dig the tunes. Huh. Simple as that. Well, I went to I actually, I actually took a songwriting class cause I wanted to better my craft. And um, we had to analyze an ABBA song. We had to analyze oh. a Lionel Richie song. And, and, <laughs> and I'm like, Oh man. But when you actually break a song down in its components in the the ABBA scheme or the ABAB or ABC AB or whatever, like, and you actually look at how the song is put together, it's like, God damn it. it it's, it's actually a good song, you know? They so know I like one doing. line. Absolutely, song yeah. yeah. They are competent musicians, but uh, but be be on the lookout for for ABBA talk later on the on the CMP. Chaz, but before we get to that, Chaz needs two more podcasts to catch up with Corey, isn't it? Or something. That's like right. That. Yep. So the Anbury Bankcast. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There soon. you go, Chaz. But uh, but before before you get uh, your head in the clouds with ABBA and singing and talking about Dancing Queens, we got to talk about Can't Stop Loving You and how we felt about it, Sean. You are a uh, honorary guest, honorary, uh, uh, you know, host of the show, honestly, because you've been with us uh, for so long. So with you being uh, in the guest spot tonight, we start with you was can't stop loving you what dreams are made of or is the dream over? I'm not usually one for pandering pablum sort of ballad sort of stuff, but there's enough tasty things in here for someone who's not a huge fan of ballads to to dig into. Alex, we talked about to death. The 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 little things that Eddie's doing is great. The harmonies are good. And even Sammy's lyrics, yeah, they're a bit like uh they're a bit soft in terms of oh lovey dovey but they're still actually really well constructed so i i can't i can't downvote it fair enough there it is sometimes the 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 simple answer is the right one so uh cory what say you would you agree with sean on this and would you say that can't stop loving you is what the dreams uh what dreams are made of or is the dream over Ryan Powell said it better than I ever could. Can't Stop Loving You is absolutely the category of perfect pop rock. And I agree with that. Uh, musically, it's fantastic. It's incredibly well constructed for a, a pop ballad. Is a little cookie cutter, sure. But it, it's on the, the, the top end uh, of that. It, it kind of elevates itself, like Sean said, uh, with some little um, musical flourishes they throw in there. Uh, the nice harmonies, uh, the perfect production on, on this song. Um, you, you, a lot of comments in, in the chat, you know, like it's stock, it, it's a little cookie cutter, it's a little basic, sure, but it, uh, to me, it's on the upper echelon of that. I've always loved uh, Can't Stop Loving You, even when I thought it was about Helen Reddy uh, for a brief moment there. So um, it, it's just a well-constructed uh, pop ballad, and there's nothing wrong with that. So for me, it's absolutely what dreams are made of, but Mark Meyer, geez, I don't know if you're a big ballad fan or not. I'm kind of wavering back and forth if you're going to like this one or not. So the question is, is this what dreams are made of or is the dream over? Ah, 
you know I hate ballads, but I'll shill it out for anything Hagar related. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I love ballads. You kidding me? Yeah, I'm like I've been itching for the Hagar ballads. Um, nostalgia is a powerful thing, and I would be absolutely lying to you to everybody if I said that uh, my nostalgia uh, connection with this song had you know didn't have any influence because that would be a lie. It does. I, I mentioned earlier, I alluded to the fact that it reminds me of, uh, you know, the Pretender song uh, we and we've discussed is like, well, Eddie was a fan. Eddie's uh, uh, jammed to Christie. So chances are maybe even uh, uh, on a subconscious level that there was some influence there. But that reminds me of, you know, my dad and my dad, you know, Van Halen reminds me of dad anyway. So childhood stuff like that and uh, those are powerful things and if they hold on to you and latch on to you for you know your, the remainder of your uh, adult years that means that you haven't lost that inner child which means you're not a bitter old fuck just yet so i'm well on my way but i'm not there just yet so um that alone is why i would upvote it but as you guys all said this is just a perfect pop rock song it really is and i'm not i'm usually not one for like sean said i'm usually not one for the pop rock stuff especially modern pop rock i think it's gross but if you're van halen and you can pull off a cookie cutter pop rock and still be taken like not lose any street cred if if we want to call it that um there's very few bands that can pull that off so flawlessly van halen is definitely one of them they've and at this point in their careers they earned it um they earned whatever they could do it doesn't matter i mean even we we've said bad things about uh, a particular album that they recorded but even in those uh songs that we didn't necessarily like they had every right to make those songs because they earned it It was like we're gonna play we're gonna perform it we're gonna write it this way the structure is gonna sound like this eddie did how many say i with so much passion we did not like that song but damn it gotta give him uh, all the props in the world because like like well you earned your spot in writing the song however you want so if you, if that's the way it's supposed to sound to you that's the way it's going to sound uh can't stop loving you i don't know if the, the guys went into this thing consciously thinking uh okay this is going to be the pop song i know you mentioned bruce had said uh, uh can you make some you know make it a little pop friendly and eddie just went into rewrite mode so maybe maybe that did have something to do with it it's like oh you want a pop song okay here you go Here's a good pop rock song, you know, by the numbers and by God, it works. And that's a credit to uh, the genius of the musicians, because they're not just playing simple notes here. They're not just playing the basic uh, 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 minimal. They're doing a lot. It doesn't sound like a lot to the untrained ear because that's how good they make it sound. So and maybe that's the ABBA effect. I don't know. I'll have to check back yeah. in on the, on the ABBA. ABBA's all. the same uh, thing. If there's like little, yeah, all these yeah. little things going on in there that you got to. Yeah. So, all right. Mark Jeff Meyer says Taylor Swift could sing a song ABBA. like this. And I agree. Taylor Swift could sing a song like this. The only problem is the production quality of that would overproduce and it would just sound like dumb bullshit. But that it would be drum machine. I, yeah. It would be drum machine. Yeah, it, would, it would, would take out all the flourishes. Yep. Speaking but, of like things said, that I'm suck, Chaz says uh, he's comparing it to the masterpiece Spanked, which I don't. I would Cannot take Can't Stop Loving You ten times out of ten over Spanked. Jesus fuck. Oh, that's going to be a fun time, but uh, you know, it's all in due time when we get to that one. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, Ryan said exactly. The word pop is simply short for popular. That is true. It means that people like it. I'm just a normal jerk who happens to make music. Uh, as long as my brain and fingers work, I'm cool. That's a, a quote from Eddie. And uh, that's absolutely true. That's what pop stands for. I mean, it's it has become something else, I think. But yeah, pop just means popular. So if it's popular, it's pop. Uh, even, even a metal band is like, if it's popular metal, Hey, guess what? It's pop. Um, we don't like to think of it that way because pop is a dirty word, but, uh, that's, that's what it was. And that's technically what it still is. So always remember that if it's popular, doesn't mean you don't have to like it. Um, there's a, there's a band taking the, the, uh, the world by storm in the last couple of years called sleep token. And the more popular they get, the more impossible it is to get tickets. And am I a little bitter about that? Yes, a little bit, but I can't blame the band for being popular because they're good. You know, what are you going to do? You know, that's like, if I was mad about it, I'd want them to quit. And then if they quit, then I got nothing. Right. I have a source. I have a sore spot with that sleep token thing. Yeah, uh, we, got, we, we got roasted for when we played it on uh, our show. Oh, really? yeah, yeah. What? Who roasted you? Uh, everyone that didn't like our opinion of the song. Oh. <laughs> go back and listen to Metal Shop Day Five. Do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back and yeah, yeah. There you go. So I mean, you were gonna get the plugs regardless, but <laughs> there you go. Let's throw throw in some uh, ahead of time anyway. But yeah, no, I'm gonna go back and check that show out because I'm curious. Um, it's, it's going to but of episode course. six of Metal Shop. Trust me. Well then, Metal Shop, and on my way to the Metal Shop, let me stop into this uh, game show that Corey likes to play called Mark isn't good at guessing. Although I gotta say, on the uh, I, I won't spoil it. I didn't do well the last time I played this game on a podcast. That's all I'll say. But um, Mark, <laughs> you've actually won the last few. Let's see how you do tonight. It's time That's to play. True, how yeah. many times have Van Halen performed "Can't Stop Loving You" because you're the reigning champion? Let's go with you first. How many times do you think Van Halen performed this particular song? Seventy-five times. Seventy-five times. All right, Sean McGinnity, we come to you now. How many times did Van Halen perform "Can't Stop Loving You" live in concert? I think they played it on. Well, they played it on the Balance Tour. They probably played it at most of the of the shows. They probably also played it during the reunion with Sammy Tour. I'm get. I'm. I'm thinking maybe half the shows there. So I'm gonna go with you. Said what was your number, Kamir? Seventy-five. Seventy-five. I'm going to go 122. 75 and 122? Well, we have a yep. winner, and his name is Mark Kameyer. The correct answer is 100 times. Oh! So Sean I went over. So oh. Sean, this is for you. <laughs> but you only went, you went over uh, less, but you just, the only, I guess the rule is if you go over, it's bad, but nevertheless though um that's cool Ryan guessed 125, times, yeah. you know? and you know what only played on the balance tour so i didn't even break it out uh on the 04 tour which is kind of but that was like that was like one of their that was like the hit off the album was it not it was yeah now it wasn't a big hit off the album it was their last top 40 single though it peaked at number 30 hmm. Hmm. well i mean some hey, sometimes it happens and we have to remember at this point, Van Halen had a pretty extensive catalog even then. So, you know, you have to make, you have to make room for the hits. And if you don't, I know a lot of bands don't like to do that. Like, uh, you know, they'll pull a Billy Corgan where it's just like, nope, only playing the new stuff. Sorry, not playing old pumpkins. Like, well, that's stupid. And you're mm -hmm. stupid. Don't do that. 
And uh, he has since gone back on doing that. So it's like, yeah, you learn your lesson real quick because nobody wants to come see the, see you play that new album. That new album is not good. But anyway, I digress. Uh, some bands are like that. And I guess with Van Halen, you have to, pardon the pun, balance it out with uh, the hits that you know you have to play. And then, you know, if you're going to tour on a new album, it's like, well, we'd like to play the songs that uh, you know, we, we just wrote you know, for all of you guys. So, you know, make some room. But Again, it's all about balance. If he could roll like Speaking of balance, if they could roll like just that's right. No, just stop it. <laughs> On that <laughs> note, whenever Mark pontificates, I'm just gonna start breaking out that song, just like a, as a cue. Great. To, <laughs> yeah, okay, you're ranting I, I, I like guess, a maniac. Uh, you're ranting like a maniac. Are yeah, you, no. <laughs> Corey, are you able to bring up Hammerhead Shark? Because I, I gotta see if if Kamire has a problem with that song too. You know, it, it that is is hard. I can't not rant. It's off a That's little a in enough. It's a it's which is a cover, I think. Hammerhead. Let's play a little bit. This is really an underrated album too. I love Little Lady Enough. So yeah, I, I, I can the, see the, the comparison. The pentameter of the singing is uh, yeah similarish. Is that a better is that a better song, Mark? Is that which one's better? Oh yeah, like, definitely better than the shit Corey was playing about the <laughs> the, the chimps and how Elvis died and shit and whatever. Jason Becker versus John Five. That was Jason Becker on guitar on that one, I believe. And um, well, okay, but in fair, in fairness to John Five, that uh, shit that killed Elvis is not a good representation of his skills as a guitarist. Let me just say. Um, no. but say again, time the, the acoustic yeah. version is better uh, of the shit that killed Elvis. So, <laughs> which okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. But uh, you know, you John Five. Used to... No, I don't. Okay, <laughs> you already you know, played John... it. We heard it a little bit. Yeah. yeah, John Five used to play for Katie Lang. That was one of his early gigs, right? Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. his I'm Canadian Lang and Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. I think it was Katie Lang and then Marilyn Manson in that order, I believe. I'm pretty sure it was just based on the time of Katie Lang's popularity to when yeah. he started showing up with Manson. So yeah, it's like yeah, the timeline adds up to that. Unless by some weird twist of fate, he did his stint in Manson, went back to Katie Lang, but I don't Ooh. think that's the case. Whoa, whoa, that yeah. is a hot take. With the earlier comparison to finish what you started, I would rather listen to Can't Stop Loving You. Interesting. I mean, that's that's fair, but uh, you know. Why does why is everyone so down on that song? Like, why does no one like finish what you started? I don't get it. I really don't. If you're a drummer, you might hate the song because it's fucking hard to play. That's true. Yeah. If you're a musician trying to play most of Van Halen's repertoire, you, you hate it because they're hard to play. So, I mean, I, what are we doing? Uh, I, I don't know. But I just I noticed I've noticed that people were not into finish what, what you started and uh, continue to not be into that song. Although, I don't understand it. I think it's a great uh, one. 
poll results contradict that because right now, Finish What You Started is the second highest ranked song off OU812 at 83.7% What Dreams Are Made Of. Uh, Second only to Cabo Wabo, which is 85.1% What Dreams Are Made Of. Right. I just remember uh, hearing, just seeing a lot of chatter of people not not into Finish What You Started, and I just didn't understand that. But uh, nevertheless, the polls speak for themselves. Yeah, Ryan even agrees with them that he would... uh, take uh can't stop loving you over finish what you started so i'd have to really take a step back and and see which one i prefer because I, I think i love them both pretty i equally, think you gotta although, hear the remastered version yeah yeah that's a good that's a good call but uh mm-hmm. but until that time you guys we've done it another one is off the wheel another uh we're just one step closer to the journey to the end but uh we're not there yet we still got quite a few and not to mention we've got live shows to do because we got to finish albums. So be on the lookout for all of that. Stay with us. We're not done yet. Sean McGinnity, our honored guest, our honoree panelist, uh, back on the show. Man, we always love having you. We always love talking music with you and talking Van Halen with you. Always a pleasure. So please let the people know where they can well, find you and what you got going on, dude. Before we do that, there's going to sure. be a chasolytic on the amount of times I've been on the show with and without Todd. And every time I've been on the show without Todd, it got an upvote. And every time I was on the show with Todd, we both gave down votes. Hmm. Oh, so there's a correlation. You think you think uh, Todd's the uh, the bad influencer? Per- per- perhaps. <laughs> I don't know, maybe <laughs> those, but, uh, those uh, sweet, dark, dulcet tones uh, are influencing our mind. And like, I think oh, so. Like, got to downvote everything. Like, you don't like Snemmy Hagar. He's not sexy <laughs> like me. What, what do you just... think? <laughs> I wonder how Todd would have voted on this one. You know him. You're his brother. How do you think he, he would have voted? voted on... He would have downvoted for sure. Yeah, I, I <laughs> think so too. Yeah. Not a, not a ballot guy. Yeah. If it ain't Brian Adams, I'm not in. That's that's the way Todd works. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with Brian Adams, sir. No, Todd's a uh, massive Adams fan. Music, musically, no. Um, he had some weird comments in 2020 that I don't want to bring up, but it's <laughs> oh, fine. I didn't it's even. Fine. I wasn't aware of but it. But I'm not. Look, yeah. I wouldn't dare slander Brian Adams amidst you know amidst some Cana- <laughs> fine Canadians like yourselves. So you know, I won't do that. But let me tell you about this Corey Hart motherfucker. I, no, I'm kidding. I love Corey Hart. Um, but that's it. So uh, Sean, yeah. where, to, oh, yeah. where, where uh, can people find you? You can find me at seanmcginnity.ca. That's S-E-A-N-M-C-G-I-N-I-T-Y dot C-A. Or uh, all social media at Sean Geek Podcast. Everywhere. And even that Blue Sky thing. Nice. Blue Sky. We're not nice. on there. Get on that, come on. Nope. Come on. It's hard to I get I don't know what there. that is. <laughs> I, had to, I, had to, I don't know I what that is. Get, I had to get a lot of recommendations to get on. Wow. Oh, so it's like an exclusive club. Yes, it is. Oh, we'll good. never get in then. Yeah, we're we'll never get in. No, they won't let me in there. Are you kidding me? Like it's Corey, Twitter, we're gonna have, it's Twitter. I need you to darkness. take over all the podcasts, and then and then they'll have no choice because there you'll you be go. like, "No, I own you. <laughs> you let him in." <laughs> but, uh, but thanks uh, for having yeah. me on Galacticus. <laughs> oh, our pleasure. Anytime you want to come on, you're always welcome, my friend. Uh, we've both been uh, guests on your show a couple different times. I got to talk marvel yeah. with you i got to talk uh yeah. Canadian music with you it was a hell of a lot of fun so and uh, uh i want come i want I, I do want Corey back on for sure but i want i want kamire on for an episode of metal shop i think that'd be fun yes oh he'd be right up that alley sure, absolutely man. yeah 
you could be yeah, the, it been, uh, it's been a while since i've graced your uh your podcasting yes, uh, uh world for a bit yeah so yeah absolutely we'll, we'll set you both up maybe in december after i'm done writing a fucking book <laughs> that's right finish yeah, a book in a month yeah <laughs> 30 days fifty thousand words it's like novella size but oh wow I'll oh you know yeah, no yeah. no problem just no, no, no big problem whoop. yeah Wish I had another book. Ethic. I'd have I'd have written ten books at this point. Jesus, Ugh, no. She <laughs> fell through the yeah. roof. The Christie Brinkley story. <laughs> the damn ceiling, man. Movie <laughs> right there. And and how she didn't break her neck or break anything whatsoever is beyond me. But so did we'll she just... hit the tub, or did she just miss the tub? Her ankle hit a towel rack, Ooh. and then uh, I. Thing, no, I no. She she hurt her legs because she landed hard and then the towel right. But no, she somehow missed the tub as well. Uh, wow. it, she God. literally fell yeah. through this perfect perfect hole right like straight down and didn't move and didn't like flail about. She didn't have time to do that. So that's I think what say what ultimately saved the brakes because she landed hard. So no but, broken uh, anything, yeah. huh? No fractures, no broken, just bad bruising. And she's still feeling it two weeks later. So, Well, not today. Yeah. She's stoned out of her gourd right now. So <laughs> it helps alleviate the pain. But hey, you know yeah. what? It's medicinal purposes. So, you know, get on it. We advocate it. You know what also we advocate? We advocate for good podcasting. We are part of a grand, fantastic uh, collective uh, known as the Deep Dive Podcasting Network. Uh, we, we've been a part of this network for a while now and uh we just we love it we've been introduced to people like sean and all of the uh like-minded individuals that enjoy the music that uh we enjoy talking about it's been great we love it Corey. if you would do me a favor if you would be so bold as to uh give the people a rundown of what they can expect from the deep dive podcasting network i will try i did it on rush rash tonight and i kind of butchered it so i'll try and do it a little better here you got it that was just all a- right yeah, that, that, that was the warm-up. Absolutely good call. Yeah. All right, <laughs> we have... <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we have myself and Scott Haskin doing a little show called Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. Uh, of course, m- myself and John on occasion do a show called Backtracks Theme Music. A uh, little uh, on a hiatus right now. We'll see if we pick that up again, uh, hopefully sometime soon. Uh, myself and Kevin Brown do a show called The Ultimate Catalog Clash. We're just about to wrap up Season 1 and Phil Collins' Genesis. Check out Season 2, Guns and Roses. So we can hear Kevin's uh, unfiltered thoughts on November rain. That'll be coming up soon. Kevin also does a show <laughs> called the Tom Petty project. He just eclipsed uh, 50,000 downloads. So congratulations to him. That's a fantastic show. He also has a show with uh, the cranky Randy Woods at Seaside pod review. Uh, then we have Scott Haskett at your eye heap, the magicians podcast, Nate and John at the deep purple podcast, the simple man at Skinnered reconsidered Terry T-bone, Matthew at T-bones prime cuts on the other side, Rye at Sabbath bloody podcast, Paul, Joe, and David at In the Lap of the Pods, Andy and Matt at Hawk Binge, Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie Podcast, Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers Podcast, George and Hattie at the Judas Priest Cast, Clay and Ryan North by South Podcast, Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What, Quinn at End Volume for All, Sav, Nick, Steve, and Mark at the Rock Roulette Podcast, Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu, that one's wrapped up. You can catch uh, Chaz and Wolfie at Regarding Roger. That's Roger Waters for all you uh, paying attention. And Chaz Whitaker. and Chats 
at Rush Rash, which I just guested on tonight. Had a hell of a lot of fun. We spun a, a really cool tune. So please go check that out and check out our friends like Sean McGinnity at the Sean Geek and Fast Red Podcast. You're all doomed of Friday the 13th podcast. The DLR cast, the bogus Otis show, Pot of Thunder, the recognized symbol of excellence in rock and roll podcasting, booked on rock with the legendary Eric Senich. Dissect that film and Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. Ooh, see, look at that. You nailed it. Absolutely. Uh, and you're all doomed indeed because Corey will devour every one of the shows to make it part of his collective of the CMPU. It's only a matter of time because one podcast wasn't enough and five, that's still not enough. So that's right. Be on the lookout for Gimme, Gimme, Gimme a Pod After Midnight with one shot McGinnity breaking down the Abbott catalog. Well, there it is. So, yeah, you've, you've said it. You've manifested it. There it is. It's it will podcasting queen. Yeah, come on, everybody. Uh, yeah, there it goes. <laughs> Looks uh, like Eric's going to fight to be on that one, guaranteed. You think so? Probably so. Oh, yeah. Probably Are you kidding so. me? And you can find. You can find all the shows going on, including our uh, our Facebook, our Twitter, backlogged uh, episodes, all on podcastlerock.com. Our merch store. Find yourself some merch. We probably get, we've got some uh, good ideas for new merch during this show, and that's sometimes how it happens. Thanks to, to work, Kevin. Kevin Brown. Yeah, yep. Kevin Brown for the <laughs> awesome designs. Uh, it's always a fun time. Seriously, you guys. I, I when I say. I want an army of people out there wearing uh, apologies to Gary shirts. Like, I really mean that. I really want all of you wearing it. I want him to see, and I want him to be just very confused as to is extreme what the playing deal is in, in your neck of the woods anytime soon. Uh, the, they, uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, I will check on that. Um, hopefully, I feel like they haven't been here yet if they are coming because I would have, I would have heard, but uh, I don't know. I will check that. Oh they yes, yes. I'll check that out with you. They're currently in Europe, uh, and then ah. in January 2024, they're coming back to America. I see Ohio, I see Virginia, Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, Dallas, Texas, Austin, Texas, Houston, Texas. Are any of those close enough for you there? No, no, no. None of those. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe Missouri or Atlanta, but uh... yeah, no Tennessee, unfortunately, that I'm seeing here. So yeah, well. They love you. Then uh, you know the next time. Next time they do, I would, a, go, a I would if they came here. I would go see them for sure, and then I would make sure I had that shirt on. I'd oh, probably I mean, like flat if, they, if they if they somehow show up because I mean they could always add dates uh, if the tour is yeah. going well or if they just feel like it. So if they end up in Nashville, I will make sure and <laughs> make that happen, and uh, we'll we'll just we'll go from there. I'll document You'd it have all. To record uh, it while you were there. Like I know, I know. It's like, I was like, or I may have. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Christy or maybe a friend of mine is like, hey, make sure you record whatever happens that's happened. Uh, so it could either go really well or really bad. I don't know. You guys will stay tuned for that. But like I said, uh, podcastlerock.com. We got all of the episodes there, all of our social medias, including our Twitter and our Facebook uh, backlog episodes. Do me a favor, you guys. Share the show. Tell people about it. I'm sure you got friends that love Van Halen as much as you do. Tell them, it's like, hey, you should check out this show. These guys really love talking about them. Are they experts? Experts? No, make sure you tell your friends like they're not experts, just simple fans, but I get a kick out of listening to them. Maybe you will, too, or somebody will. If nothing else, they can uh, just join us in the ride as we listen to cool Van Halen songs. So do that for us. Would you give us a rate, a like, share all the things that you're supposed to do for podcasts to help us grow, help us keep going, because uh, the show might be winding down, but 
we're still going and we're going to keep going. And you know how we do that? We have a Patreon. So I'm going to run down the list of our honored patrons, uh, the guys that are really helping us to keep going, starting with Davey Lee Smith, uh, Michael T, our new uh, patron. Thank you, Michael. Brad Gould, Janice Risco, Heath McCoy, Scott Everett, Tom Armbruster, Ben Andriozzi, Jeff Brewer, Ryan Powell, Scott Monroe, Per Lineker, Kevin Brown, uh, Meet the Geeks, that's Sean McGinnity. He's on the show. Uh, Chaz Charles, Michael Griffith, Greg Zito, Josh Caldwell, Rave Flav, Nate from the Deep Purple Podcast, and Matt Lacoste. Thank you guys so much for uh, keeping us going. As always, man, it's, uh, it, it's always a pleasure. And keep the conversation going. Join the Patreon. Get on the Discord. And join the conversations because it's always entertaining no matter what. Uh, so... On behalf of our guest, Sean, uh, on behalf of Corey and myself. Oh, and you can find me at Mark the Bat on Twitter, CD Morissette as well. Uh, there you go. Got to plug our Twitters. So Twitter, X, or whatever it is. So hope you had fun. We always have a fun. On behalf of these guys and myself, we are. And the podcast will rock. And we will rock you later. Later.